Hi, I'm TJ. And I'm Joseph. And this is Hi-Fi. TJ, how you doing? I'm doing well. I am looking across my microphone at you in person in my podcast, my fancy multi-million dollar podcast recording studio. Oh, it, I love all the sound dampening panels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels totally. like we're mm-hmm. inside of a battle station on the moon. Yeah, I spared no expense. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it. it's, it's a little odd to be looking at you in person while we because I'm used to like just sort of looking into nothingness while we record. When, when we started podcasting in, what was it, 2012, uh-huh. we did many podcasts podcast episodes before recording in person and it was hard for me too it was that that first one we did in your office where you worked um and it was very difficult to do people don't talk the same way uh in person as you do over the phone calls you know like when except ladies among friends (laughs) they can talk the same (laughs) on their phones as they do in person but men can't yeah it's not easy it'll be interesting to see what the how this episode is different from the dynamics perspective between us yeah, no, normally I'm not on a comfy couch like I am today. You spared no expense, as you already said. Yeah. And I'm holding my iPad in my left hand and my cup of coffee in my right hand. I'm feeling spoiled. We should do this all the time. We should, for, sh- for sure. Oh, I need to be on mic. <laughs> I should just come up here anytime we're going to record, you know? My wife is supposed to come in and get pictures at some point. I just took a picture of you. We'll put some in the show notes. It's, you know, it's inside baseball, but, you know. <laughs> the- theater for the mind and in your phones. For sure. Podcast apps. Joe, we have an Apple event to discuss. There was, if you may, you may not know, dear listener, that an Apple released a few things or or talked about releasing a few things this past week. Um, we're recording on a Friday. I think this episode will probably go out Monday. So just so you know, there's a couple of days lag there. But so when we say this week, we probably mean last week to you. <laughs> right. And I'm betting that most of the listeners know at this point because they're starting to see the Apple ads pop up on YouTube and TV yeah. for, well, Apple did really good just on their release cycle because they're already uh, near, nearly released uh, most of the cool products that well, they talked about. At the yeah. Event. And that's so, so we got the, an updated iPad. We got an updated iPad mini. Uh, we got the Apple watch series seven iPad, uh, iPhone 13 and iPhone 13 pro. What's left? Is there another event or are they just going to do like a press release for the Max? Like, oh, that's kind of weird. You know, they did talk about AirPods, but they could mm. quietly just roll that out. One did they day talk about the... AirPods? I don't remember that. Okay. So when I say they, I don't mean Apple. I mean the rumor. The mill. rumors talked about AirPods. Yeah. yeah. And, with with that in mind, I could see them quietly just announcing them one day out of the blue on October, you know, just no live event. Yeah. Here they are. They're now on the website and you can get them at the Apple store today. Yeah, you know. maybe. They could do that. Um, but then the Macs, what, I mean, are you going to have a full-fledged Mac event? What are you going to announce and what are you going to release? Yeah, I don't know. See, that's... They've already done the iMacs this year. Yeah, so like I guess they could do because we're they're all online events at least last year and this year they could just release a shorter event video or just a video be like here's the max I guess they could do that and but it just feels like besides the max and maybe I guess the AirPods what's left are there multiple Macs maybe maybe because because we know that the iMacs were rumored for the fall, the summer and then didn't come out and so maybe they have multiple Mac models to release and they're going to spend a lot of time on that or they could announce uh, Apple glasses and Apple no, car not going to happen neither no. one of those is going to happen oh okay I don't think they're ready I I do think we will see Apple glass or Apple glasses or whatever it's called but I don't 
I don't think that that's going to be for a couple of years. And I don't think the Apple Car will ever ship. And they even announced like all the updated colors for the bands and the cases today, which, you know, they typically do roll out the cases and, and bands when they come out with the new phones and watches. But even accessories, there's next to nothing that they can introduce for the holiday season now because yeah. they've introduced what they're going to introduce for the holiday season. Right. Well, from a sales perspective, I think that makes sense. They want to get as much of their holiday products out and ready as they can. Um, and, and that way people are able to buy them for a holiday. So delaying that wouldn't make sense. It made sense that all the products they had ready for the holidays they have announced. So then it, that seems to indicate that we're not going to get any new kind of AirPods for the rest of the year. Because well, maybe they just weren't ready. I, I wouldn't. I, I still think they could talk about they them. could. And they could. They you could even just put out a three or four minute long video commercial when they roll out the new AirPods with their new AirPod features because they 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 are they you know Apple owns the Beats company yeah and they've already seen how. You know, the Beats market works. That's usually what Beats does. If they come out with a new product, they just give it an ad and they roll it out in the middle of nowhere in the year. They don't bother to give it a live event. Sure, yeah. Maybe they're just taking that route with the headphones. So when do you think we'll see Apple announce or do an event, either one, for the, the Macs? this year? I don't I don't have a good gauge on that. Honestly, I don't think it's going to happen this year. Because what are they going to introduce? A new Mac Mini? And an uh, M1 I, I, well, I think the MacBook Pro has to be released this year. So okay. I don't think it's a question of if. I think it's a question of when. But would they even have a whole event for that? Well, I don't. I'm, I'm just saying, like, if it's an event, yeah. if it's a video, if it's a press release, when will they do it? Will it be, what, where are we, September 18th? So will it be October? Yeah, usually it would fall into October yeah. sometime around the middle of the month. I don't know. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, predictions. Okay, so we're going to talk about the things we do know. We uh, we started the Apple event here. uh, That uh, it was very much a California themed sort of event. What's what's up with that? I I wasn't like I didn't do anything for me. Like yeah. Apple's never like I know they're like made by Apple in California, but it's never been like a huge thing. And this year, it was really just California. We're proud to be California, California, California. Did you know that Apple's in California, Joe? Like I know what, now. What what's up with that? Well, even down to like they name all their Macs after locations or not Macs, the operating systems out of places in California. That that's kind of cool. They got a good na- uh, ring to them, like Big Sur. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, you know, interesting names, kind of places. Yeah, but. But um, yeah, just having all these glory shots of California. Are you selling California? Yeah, it was very Is odd. California your new product? I, I guess they were just hunting for a theme to give the video, and that was what they did. And it just, But it just felt, I don't know, kind of odd. No, I do think that it makes sense, but that they didn't communicate it very well because for the rest of the video, they wanted to present from various locations throughout the state. Mm-hmm. And they that was used cool. indoors, outdoors. They used amphitheaters. Yeah. They used just um, unique places right off the beach, wasn't one of them, or by a lake, something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, when they were talking about the Apple Watch. I find it difficult to, to take notes on the pertinent things and then remember everything. And also think about the, yeah. the style yeah, of presentation. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think that that was what they were trying to convey was for a little bit of fun we're going to present all over this state because it's so beautiful yeah and what they communicated instead was well we just love california it's like okay great we're very happy for you for loving california cool yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and um and it was also odd because you know they they're preaching to us about how wonderful california is for a moment and then they go right into the apple tv 
uh, promotions. Mm -hmm. And that was fun. But like a lot of other people thinking about how Tim Cook is presenting, it feels funny to see Tim Cook advertising TV shows. It does. It does. He's he's this technology CEO. He's going to present to you the innovations. And and here's also what to watch tonight. Did you see the the tweet that he made recently? It was right after, like maybe a day after the Apple event. He's like, the the morning show is my favorite TV show. And you're like, does that feel real? Like, does he really think the morning show is his favorite tv show <laughs> i don't know it is the best tv show did, we've ever made did you see the gif it was and it's it, the, the account that posted it was gifts you can hear and it was him walking out on stage uh but it's, of course it's a gif you can't hear anything but it's him walking out stage saying good morning so i could definitely hear i could <laughs> hear it's like, good morning yes, you know <laughs> on, on the show yeah <laughs> i mean are they gonna have a guest appearance a cameo uh, appearance of tim cook on the on the, the morning the, show yeah the morning show i they, don't know they, i can't not see that now yeah because he'd be perfect but yeah i mean it's a little odd for tim to be doing apple tv plus and or talking about tv but like i did like i do think apple tv plus is going gangbusters like there is a lot of great shows on the platform stuff i want to get to and haven't yet and stuff i have watched is fantastic the production the, qualities are really high yeah yeah we're, we're, my wife and i are watching ted lasso okay i haven't watched that um, one yet it's very, on my list very intriguing and uh I, you, what was the uh, nasa apollo mission yeah, yeah um uh for all mankind for is all my mankind. favorite right now it's probably my favorite tv show that's being made currently wow yeah it is really good i'm also watching c i'm a couple episodes behind i've watched no well am i two or one i'm i'm, I'm i think i'm one episode behind unless one was released i don't know but anyway i've watched the first two episodes of season two uh, they gave it so last year the um, opening theme of C was uh, not really musical. It was more like beats and things. And this year there's like this big like Game of Thrones style music. <laughs> it's like a very and like what happens? Is, is that an improvement? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Oh, but huh. it's 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 a lateral move. It's fine. I, I don't know. It was interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, there. You make an interesting note in the show notes here that for a family friendly company, their entertainment options aren't so family friendly, and that is an interesting observation. They they did do the Snoopy thing, and they do have a couple of family friendly options, but a lot like like for all mankind, our kids don't watch it because it's very adulty. Right. Um, C and the, is, there was is the Charlie, very adult. Yeah. The, besides the Snoopy thing, I the, there's nothing. The the other thing too is because they're a technology company. I think that one thing they could do to make it more accessible is give you filter options. I know they're not going to do this. Yeah. But this does exist. This is a thing. If family want to watch shows together and they want to filter out content so that it's more age appropriate for yeah. some of the audience, then just say we want to uh, mute these words out and skip over the the sexual uh, yeah. content. And that would improve the quality of a show dramatically. Maybe. L- like something like Ted Lasso. Uh, like I thought it, I could see families enjoying Ted Lasso together, but part of the um, the running thing in season two is that one of the retired football players he he's got a very foul language mouth, mm. and and if it was it, it not in every episode and really pervasive, I'd be happy to watch this with my kids potentially because there's a lot of entertainment there for Ted yeah. Lasso. So so I just kind of wish like Apple, you could give us the option. It's low hanging fruit. You are technology, yeah. Uh, people. Give us yeah, more. and I I understand people like you who want that. I, I take a little different tack on on how that like because to me you can't boil storytelling down to just foul language or sexual content. And if if the kids can't or somebody is not able to watch that, I'd rather just not show it to them and, and have that degraded experience with the filtering. But but you you would think that Apple as as a company who wants to make money would would offer that option because there are a lot of people who would rather you know have that option. So uh, they promote their television programs. 
that was kind of neat in a general sort of way. Yeah, um, no, the trailer was good. I don't usually watch uh, presentations from NBC or other networks where they talk about their new shows, yeah. but that's what Apple did here. And yeah, no, and it wasn't it wasn't like a trailer for any one thing. It was an overall mm-hmm. Apple TV Plus trailer, which was a very good trailer. I thought. Do you, Do you think that they're going to take the time uh, if for? Not all mankind, but are they going to take the time in all of their presentations from henceforth to promote their TV shows just because they will, because they feel obligated to? So I think Apple is very much wanting to become... Uh, more involved as a services company like that is where the revenue growth is going to be for them i think that there is a a a ceiling that they run into on how many iphones they can sell and let's be honest we can talk about ipad sales and mac sales but the company is iphone sales that's what makes the company what it is and 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 really ipad and and mac sales are frosting it's like yeah yeah we made uh we made about a uh one one hundredth of what we make on the iphones on our macs and ipad so so they they've kind of reached this upper limit um you know there's only so many people in the world and only so many of those are going to be able to afford iphones and then uh, of those you know people like me are going to keep their spoiler alert they're going to keep their iphone 12 and not upgrade to the iphone 13 so there's there's sort of a there's sort of a ceiling so so in order to grow now you need to get people to give you money every month or every year or whatever the subscription options are and so apple i think is really pushing their services and i think the biggest service they have to push right now is apple tv plus i think that is probably the most expensive it's well and it's the most broadly appealing i think yeah. is, is like it, it is something that everyone who has a phone can be interested in and watch and they want content for every, that's why you have a, a ted lasso style show and a for all mankind style show and a c very style diverse. show more c is very game of thronesy in certain ways you know where all for all mankind appeals to the star trek nerd sort of i mean it's more nasa it's more current time but you get that the more space nerd type people so they're trying to have something for everybody and then they promote apple tv plus that is their growth strategy i think for for increasing the company's revenue but that being said and as fun as the apple tv content is they uh spent the rest of their time talking about technology wares that's true yeah so they actually didn't spend that we, we we've spent far more time on apple tv plus than they did they yeah, yeah, yeah. they showed the trailer i mean it was about what five minutes they talked about apple tv plus so we should move on yeah sure so they get they got into the ipad and uh it is an all new original sort of well, ipad it, it's all generation new in, nine it's all new on the inside it looks the same on the outside this is and yeah. we're talking about the the ipad no modifier no prefix no suffix it's just the ipad and it is the one with the home button still has the home button the lightning port it is the only ipad left with the lightning port it's very interesting so uh, just for clarity uh if you haven't already seen these then we'll explain it to you that there's not a new ipad pro uh those are uh, the same as they have been been. Yeah, and I think they're on a different release cycle. Totally. And then what you have here is the standard iPad with no modifier like Mini or Air. That got a refresh, and then they refreshed to the iPad Mini, mm-hmm. and they didn't talk about the iPad Air. Uh, the iPad Air was refreshed earlier this year when the Pros were up refreshed. Maybe? That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. the iPad Air was it earlier this year or was it last year? I think it was earlier this year. The, I know that the iPad Air was refreshed this year. I don't remember the last time they did the Pros. Uh, my wife got one of the Airs and it's fantastic. So uh, April. I'm, uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, iPad Air five release date. Uh, continue. I'll keep looking. So, so here's what I'm thinking about the iPad. Uh, a lot of people are not impressed with this device because it has the old uh, design where it had a large uh, forehead and chin and it's rounded on the sides. It's not got the sleek flat side design of the pros and the air, but 
the, the bang for your buck is impressive. Yeah. Really good. Really good. Just, just to note it, the uh, iPad Air was last refreshed September of 2020, so it would have been due for if they wanted to do a yearly cycle. I guess they're not on a yearly cycle. Huh. The, the Mac Buyer's Guide says they're mid-product cycle, so maybe they do every two years. Um, average release is 635 days on the iPad Air, so that is about a, what, a two years. Is that right? Three, uh, 350? Yeah. yeah, that's about a two-year um uh, release cycle so so the ipad with no modifier name it's got the home button uh it looks really out of place in the lineup because it really it's does. just that you, old forehead and chin if you look at the lineup um i'm sorry i'm hitting my microphone stand uh if you look at the uh, lineup you, you see the same style ipad and then on in the middle toward the, the picture they have is the middle towards the right is the older style looking ipad with the home button it looks very out of place it does and and, and it's sort of like looking at the iPhone SE, which um, until recently, you know, still looked like an iPhone 5. And now it looks like an iPhone 6. Yeah. And it, so it still kind of looks out of place. Yeah, it looks because it has the home button. None yeah. of the other iPhones do. All the, all the other iPhones have the notch. So it's interesting. Do you think that this design is going to phase out in a year or so? I think it still has a couple years left. I think really? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm, I know Tim Cook. Um, I think his, I think Tim Cook's weakness because he comes from the, um, the, the uh, products management. Um, what, what was his previous title? It was uh, operating officer. So his, right. his thing is operations and he's really good at it. But I think his weakness is keeping products in the, the lineup way too long, which we will talk about when we get to the watch. Right. Um, his weakness is, oh, but, but, but if we, I, I can see the gears turning in his head. If we keep that product in the lineup, we can sell it for this <laughs> amount of money and our margins are going to be through the roof. And so I think that's where we're at with the iPad. It really should be updated. And it's like, no, but we can make it for cheap and sell it for this. And it's an entry point, entry, entry point product. And, um, I think that's where his thinking is at. I think we'll, I think it will continue to be in the lineup for two more years at least. So, Okay. A random question, but it is something that has popped into my mind. If you had the choice between having the iPad Mini or this iPad, which would you choose? Mini, no question. Just because I would not buy this iPad. Yeah, the internals are so much better and things like that. Yeah. Now, what I don't begrudge about this iPad, I I do begrudge the design. I don't begrudge. It it has a two-year-old processor, but it's a perfectly fine processor. Uh, That's that is a good way for that. That's a good instinct that Apple has to keep it a more entry-point product Mm -hmm. to to sell it for less money, still have good margins, continue to make the for the company to make money, but let people get into the iPad. The the home button because it is now as we move more and more like. I am I I can't like when I pick up one of the older phones my my children use that has the home button I don't even know how to use the thing anymore. like I'm trying to swipe up you know yeah. just like oh, what's happening can't swipe uh, nothing yeah you can't, and and so I I just feel like Apple is trying to keep the older product in the lineup and it doesn't match their current the way the user experience is on the current devices so that's what I begrudge but but the older parts is not a big deal but for me uh, for 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 both the reason of the the user experience and for the uh, reason that um, I you know well it's really I guess the home button uh, although I, I do want the updated internals as well but I would go with the iPad Mini I, I really love the iPad Mini we'll, we'll get to that but yeah yeah so for what it's worth it's still a, a well rounded iPad for education for yeah. enterprise I feel like the education is where it's mostly going to sell and I see a lot of these kinds of iPads for registers in shops around town. It feels like that's sort of the reason for this iPad. It's for kids. If they're going to break an iPad, this is the one they should break. 
Uh, yes. That's the kind of the story. So what do you think about an iPad uh, base model starting at 64 gigs of RAM? I don't uh, have I'm, I'm sorry, not, not RAM. Uh, I'm sorry, not RAM. <laughs> 64 yeah, gigs storage. of storage. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I wrote RAM and I said it and it's storage. Okay. So uh, the 64 gigs of RAM, <laughs> a.k.a. storage, um, that is okay on the cheapest, oldest, dated looking iPad we know, which is meant to be on the cheap side of iPads lineup. And yet me. the phones now start at 128. Yeah, but you use the heck out of your phone a whole lot more. See, isn't that interesting? See, um, I would think that these iPads, like we just said, would be the ones that are used at registers mm, and are handed to mm, our five-year-olds. Interesting. And maybe uh, our grandparents are using to just browse he- headlines and email. I don't know that you need more than 64 gigabytes. It's not like they're going to be short, uh, shooting 4K video and downloading a lot of, you know, high frame rate, intense role-playing games. Yeah. Um, what would be the use case of having more than 64 gigabytes for the target users? Well, I'm just thinking with my phone, I guess, is my my experience. And I'm trying to remember. I think my current iPad is 128. I'd have to look. Um, but, like, and even that, like, I store a lot of files on it. Like, I because um, I don't, I, even though it's a cellular model iPad, I currently don't have a cell plan on it. I'm saving some money on that. And when I go out for meetings and things, sometimes I'll put stuff on it that I want to have available. I'll make sure it's downloaded. So there's that aspect, and then I guess just thinking about when I was when I had the last 64 gig phone I had, it was too small. It, it was running out of space, um, just just because I think partly because Apple's bad at managing the space on the phones. I think they've gotten a little better. I haven't. I, I, I was looking at my 128 gig uh, phone recently, and it's like, oh, there's not. I'm using less than 64 gigs. I think they've gotten better at clearing the caches or something. But for whatever reason, my previous 64 gig iPhone, I was having trouble with it, the space all the time. So uh, I'm right now. I'm using 40 gigs out of my 128s mm, on my iPad okay. Pro. So you're under the 64. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't even understand where it would go for the base model. And, and again, it, it, I could believe you for the Mini and for a Pro and even for the Air users. But for the old-fashioned iPad, I just don't see how many of those customers want to get over 64 gigs. Yeah, it might be fine. It just it just feels funny to, for Apple to cut that corner. And I know it's the entry-model iPad, but it's just like 64 gigs is not a lot these days. It does have, as we mentioned, the two-year-old chip, the A13 chip, which is a perfectly fine chip. I can't ever remember if I had the A12 or the A13 in my iPad Pro. It's a... Is it a 2019 iPad Pro or a 2020? Did I get it? I think I got it last year. I think it was 2020 iPad Pro, but... Um, it only uses the first gen Apple Pencil. I assume that's because this one still has the lightning port. Uh, and so it's, it's a chicken and egg question. Is and it, it's also rounded on the side, so yes, it's not like it would yeah. magnetically attach. So does it have a lightning port because they only wanted it to work with a first gen pencil, or does it only work with a first gen pencil because they wanted it to have a lightning port? Probably both. <laughs> so the cellular, if you get the cellular model, it is LTE only. Uh, so no 5G. Um, 5G, Joe. Um, it starts at, <laughs> uh, starts at 329. Uh, it's available, uh, if, if this drops on Monday, it'll be available this week, but at, at, on Friday here, it'll be available next week. Um, so, uh, and it comes in uh, space gray and silver. Those are the only, those are, the, I think, of all the products that were announced, that is the least amount of color options. Yeah, just, uh, and, and even then, you wonder, because again, it's that very plain Jane vanilla iPad. I, I don't even understand why they really felt like they needed even two colors, to be honest. They could yeah. have just made a silver and been done. Yeah. Um, I would probably go for space gray. I don't like the silver personally, but my wife, uh, she got a silver watch, for instance, and she loves it. I think, and I think, is her phone silver? I, no, her phone's blue. Um, yeah, and and I'm I'm I used to be by all dark colored black 
you know, dark iPads and iPhones and I'm kind of coming around to colors. Um, so yeah, you're using your, what is that? Uh, golden MacBook. It is right a gold MacBook air. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah gorgeous. I really love it. It is, uh, my wife is primarily my wife's now, but it, I don't have another laptop right now. So, uh, for recording this podcast, because we've got a different setup, I'm not in front of my, uh, computer over here. So, um, I needed a computer to sit right in front of me on my lap. So I could have used my iPad, I suppose, but I chose the computer. I'm a Mac first. I'm a Mac guy first. <laughs> right, right, right. But this was not a Mac event. So then they talked about the iPad mini, the mm-hmm. all new iPad mini, and this is where it really got more fun. I agree. Uh, okay. So, uh, like an iPad air, but small, yes. the Apple, uh, Apple recommended it for special professional use cases. Yeah. Like they talked about airline pilots. They talked about chefs. They talked about taking it on your job and how easy it was to use, but it's powerful underneath. And I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I would have thought that you would promote it to people who want something lighter and smaller for being on the go, but also maybe readers. Like I see this being the closest thing to compete with the Amazon Kindle. Yeah, yeah. And which they they didn't bring up at all. No. They wanted you to think of it as it's still an art device. Like they showed yeah. people I don't think illustrating Apple, on it. I don't think Apple sees it as a competitor to the Kindle. And in many ways it's not because if you're and, going yeah. to primarily read the paper white or something that uses the paper, you know, the, the, the not LED backlit screen screen they can't compete you can't compete with that so i don't think apple wants to make that comparison but but as far as a general purpose and it would be better for reading like i like i love my ipad pro and i don't think i want the ipad mini uh just because i think for most uses i'm often watching videos and stuff on the ipad pro i want the bigger screen that's what i love about it but there's something appealing about the ipad mini it sure is that form factor being in the hand it's uh those moments when you hop over to a video on your phone and you think it would be nice to watch this video on a larger screen. Mm-hmm. The iPad mini feels like it's big enough. Whereas if you're coming from your 12.9 iPad Pro, you would never bother to pick up your mini. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I, I, I love this device. I love the look of it. And there's a there's a certain appeal when you're on the go to having that itty bitty little yeah. iPad. Yeah, but then you already have your phone. Yeah. So yeah. why but, would you have two devices that practically serve the same purpose? Right. That's why I don't think I want it. I don't think it's for me because when I'm on the go, the iPhone is fine. Um, and when I'm not, I'm at my desk watching a movie while I'm working or something like that. Or I'm, or, or I'm you know, taking notes at a meeting with the iPad and, and then I'm typing. And I want the full size, fuller size keyboard and the, and the more room to have notes and to reference things and to put things side by side. Um, and so I don't think the mini is for me, but I love it. I love it. I kind of want it for no reason at all. <laughs> yeah. If there were a vanity Apple product that I just had sitting on the coffee table of my house, this would probably be it. Yeah. And so, um, like, like you said, it, it basically is the iPad Air, but small. It even has a touch ID and the power button, which I still don't know how that works, but um, because it's such a small surface area, but okay, cool. Yeah. And my wife has the iPad Air with that uh, feature, okay. and it, it's just great. Yeah. It, you get used to the new muscle memory you would mm-hmm. need to mm-hmm. unlock and lock and also power off, et cetera. Um, also, it, it, for the first time, I've heard, let me see if I can find it from looking at the iPad mini. Word has it that the volume controls are on, yeah. They're on the top. They're on the top. That's right, yes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, for, it doesn't I think make for it a, a huge difference. For a smaller nice. device like that, I think it makes sense. Um, especially, I think the reason they did it is because of the Apple Pencil. 
um, which which magnets to the side, you know, because it, right. it, it uses oh, okay, the second yeah. generation Apple Pencil, which is almost as tall, I understand, as as it almost takes up the entire side. Yeah, it, it, it's just got a little bit of room on the top and bottom. <laughs> so the pencil is literally <laughs> almost as tall as this device. Yes, yes. So so it makes sense that they move for that reason, the, the buttons. The side. I don't think it matters too much where those buttons are, to be honest. Uh, now, this was a moment in the keynote, or I want to call it a keynote. I, it wasn't a keynote. Whatever it was. In the, in the stream. Yes. Where... Uh, uh, they said that it has an edge-to-edge display. That's marketing. What in the world, Because it man? still has a bezel. And in fact, I, I, so I heard another podcast, uh, I think it might have been Jason and Mike on, on Upgrade, talking about this. Would you, you know, they call it an edge-to-edge display, but would you even want it to be edge-to-edge? How would you pick it up and hold it by the edges? And, yeah. you know, how would you handle an iPad that were, really was an edge-to-edge your, your display? Your thumb would constantly be covering mm-hmm. up some importing mm-hmm. real estate. Yeah. So okay, thinking about edge to edge, uh, they were compare looking at the the watch series seven, which we'll talk about a little bit later, and how it's edge to edge, and it really is. It actually, is when you compare that to the Apple the the watch series series six, six yeah. which I already thought was edge to edge. And then they yeah. managed to make it even more so. Yeah, I don't think of my watch as not being edge to edge. Like I'm, but but they're doing a lot of trickery here to fool you into thinking it is. I think. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we'll talk about that more in a minute. But and, and I'm, I'm not, you know, complaining against my iPad Pro, which also has this larger bezel around the sides, mm-hmm. like the Mini. Mm-hmm. I think that based on pictures, it looks like the bezel on the Mini is no thicker than. Well, you want to talk about a bezel? Take a look at this MacBook Air. Like, look at the bezel on the top there. That's a yeah. bezel. <laughs> it, it reminds so it's, it's me of the dated that. iPad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the the bezel around the iPad Mini border is no thicker than it is on the larger iPad Pros and the iPad Air, but. It, because it is smaller all the way around, the bezel is a larger percentage of the of the face of the device. Mm-hmm. So in pictures, it kind of looks thicker. Yeah, and I think in the hand, it would not appear that way. It would mm-hmm. it would appear like it, this is more reasonable. Mm-hmm. So they also gave us a new uh, screen design, that Touch ID button, which uh, TJ already mentioned, the A15 Bionic chip. But they didn't. So here's the weird thing about Apple's stagecraft and marketing. They feel like because their iPhone is their flagship, I I think this is their thinking. They can't talk about the A15 until they talk about it in the iPhone. So they didn't. They never said the words A15. They just talked about how much faster the performance was. And and we're sitting here going, that's the A15, right? Like, can can you just say it? Can you just say, we we put our all new A15 chip in the iPad? and we'll, we'll tell you more about it when we talk about our iPhone. Like, why why couldn't they say... It feels weird. It feels like they're dancing it around does. it. It's so odd. So it, it, it's just awkward because you're highlighting all the unique new specs of this device and the chip is obviously one of the most important details and they say it's new, but they don't tell us anything about it, yeah. which is so yeah. awkward. Yeah, that's very odd. But uh, they didn't, and then they moved on. They say we got five G cellular. Oh, did we did we talk about the camera updates for the previous iPad? Did it ha- also have camera updates? I don't remember. I do believe. Yeah, better it has front a, camera. Yeah. It's the it, so and so. We'll talk about the camera for both the iPad and the iPad Mini. The the front camera is still on the side. I consider it to be on the side. I know they still think of it as a, a portrait device, but the iPad is a landscape device. Let's be real. And, and so <laughs> TJ for, says that as I'm holding mine up in portrait. That's true. You are. It's very strange to me. I, why would you do that? Well, because it presents my Google Doc outline like a sheet of paper. Mm, okay. I, I, it's not like I never hold my iPad in in portrait mode. It's just that I this, rarely. This do. would be the only reason why. Yeah. Is yeah. when it lays 
pushes out a book or the, or, the page content sure, of a doc yeah. like a doc, this. Yeah. So it looks like a sheet of well, a book. Actually, yeah. I prefer uh, horizontal. Uh, I prefer it the other way. Um, not, really, not, because it it separates into two, and then you can flip it like a book. Yeah. Now I do that for I guess uh, some of my reading and some of it I don't. I, hmm. I raise it into portrait. It just depends on what I'm in the mood for. Yeah, I, I prefer the narrower columns separated into two. Anyway, um, so they have the the better camera on the on both iPads, uh, and I believe both iPads have the um, uh, what what the the whole pan and scan thing. What do they call it? Um, uh, auto pan tilt stay. Uh, you know, to keep the, somebody in frame, basically. Yeah. So the, yeah, and, and it's a really powerful feature. The name is not very easy to remember. I don't remember what the name <laughs> is, but but essentially what they're doing is the camera now has so many megapixels, which is finally for a front camera have enough megapixels to do this. It's so many megapixels that they can basically crop in and zoom and then move around to keep something in in, in the frame. And the automatically, is, uh, and the the effect is very cool. There's no question about it. In, in, now, if there was a product that Apple wanted to call the Magic Blank they could call this the magic camera not the magic mouse don't call it the magic trackpad <laughs> why, why are those magic yeah. but this is a magic camera i i'd rather to not use magic in any names <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's four colors for this uh and they're not the same colors well some of them overlap but it's it's interesting the colors this year so there's four colors for the ipad mini uh space gray Pink, which is a very light pastel. Purple, which is again very light and pastel. Pretty and, though. And and starlight. Um. So all these colors are very pastel, except for the space gray. Pastels in vogue. You, I assume you want the purple if you were to get one. If I were to get one. Uh, I would probably go for space gray because I don't space like purple. Space gray is a very good. I don't like choice. purple or pink. Starlight's not bad. It's it's almost white, but it's just got a little, almost like a hint of cream in it. Just yeah. a hint. Just a hint. Yeah. Good it's, way to describe very, it. Very interesting. So what do you think about their color uh, naming schemes? Like Space Gray, we've dealt with and accepted for a long, long time. Yeah, now we so, have Starlight. Well, I have okay, a, I've had, okay. so I'm we, concerned that this is going to be with us for a long time. We have pink, purple, and starlight so two of those are colors and one of them isn't yeah i I totally expected them to call things like lavender haze and yeah um, so why name hmm. some colors and others are the name of the color like i don't what's the thinking there i don't get it (laughs) <laughs> this is uh, this is a long-standing tradition now. I say long-standing. I think it is now a long-standing tradition of Apple not knowing how to name things. They name things very poorly. They're really bad. How did Apple get so bad at naming things, uh, My guess is, is that whoever's responsible for names, uh, suge- it, it's got to be a few people. Somebody suggested Starlight. Their crack marketing team? Yes. And <laughs> somebody suggested Starlight, and everybody loved it. And they were like, Starlight? It is Star the Bright? Yin- it's the yin and yang of Space Gray and Starlight we love it but they never felt sold on a a name for like um grape purple or you know soft creamy pink you like they never felt like that for those names so they just got to be called so, pink and so purple. you think you've got some creatives on the team who suggest cool names and only a couple of them got accepted is that what you're thinking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very odd it is so that so much for the ipad mini uh let's talk about the apple watch joe this is you have thoughts about this 
Well, this is the one that I think the rumors got the most wrong. And, and the question becomes, so, so what we were, what we got, what we were rumored to be getting was the updated design language. Apple's current design language is flat sides, you know, and I, I love it personally. And I love the renders of the, the, the upcoming supposedly watch that would have the same design language as the iPhone 12 and the iPad Pros and the iPad Air. Um, and now the iPad mini. I loved the renders of that. And so now this remains, this and the iPad, the, the Watch Series 7 and the iPad remain the kind of bubble edge versions of, of Apple's product design language. So they don't match the current design language. So the question that I have is, did the rumors get it right and we'll see that next year? They just got the year wrong? And that, that, that seems like the most probable to me, that Apple would love to update the design language, but they weren't quite ready. Um, that that seems the most probable to me. Yeah, I, I can see that. And... I also wonder if the design of it it will actually look good. Like this design, they know works for Apple Watch customers. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe they're questioning whether or not the new design would be appropriate to a watch. Maybe um, there's because plenty watches, of watches are, with flat sides. What, what I mean is, is that Apple Apple treats the watches differently from their phones and everything else. Like they introduced the ceramic edition, and mm. they have a titanium mm-hmm. model, mm-hmm. and they come in uh, a variety of more colors, like a bona fide gold. It, it, they've they've introduced more um, uh, trending stylization with the watch. They're more conscientious of does this look like something that people would want to go with their outfit. But but here's the thing, Joe. Think about any. Casio or I know this is more but I'm just thinking like just a watch in general when is the last time you saw the like the the, the rounded bulbous. edges the bulbous edges on a watch like only the Apple watch does that only only computer watches do that and so to me a flat edged watch would look more watch like uh, I, I thought it looked like a great render. The, the, obviously, I don't know if they're real renders now at this point, but I thought the renders looked great. And so I don't know what's I don't know what Apple's thinking here. When you did say uh, Casio, I wanted to say it does remind me of a Casio brand style watch with a calculator on it. Mm, and mm-hmm. maybe there's a part of them that feel that way. That that's not, that's a not necessarily a good thing. It looks too much like a piece of tech. Yeah, a little too nerdy for yeah, yeah, the maybe. general populace. Maybe so. So anyway, we got the Series 7, and um, there's some cool things about it. I don't feel any need to upgrade to it from the 6. Um, and in fact, as far as like speed and RAM and battery, well, I think the battery life might be somewhat improved because it's a slightly larger watch. But in general, it's going to be pretty much the same performance as the current watch. So there's no need to upgrade there, and it looks the same, even though it's slightly larger. Um, and But the, the, the big I think the big feature this year is that the screen is now more edge-to-edge. And, and it's funny, if you look at the pictures side by side like oh yeah i can see that now um where you can see a little bit more bezel but but what they do with the series six if you'll notice is most stuff is dark backgrounds and it matches the actual bezel and so you don't notice that it's not fully edge to edge and the bezel is pretty small already but what they've done with the series seven is there is almost no bezel now at all it's really edge to edge like you just the tiniest hint of a bezel now when I think about the watch that I had before, my Apple Watch, several years ago, it had a very uh, thick, chunky, uh, detailed, uh, styled housing. And it, it, if we call that the bezel, it was pretty thick. Mm-hmm. So it's not unlike uh, stylized, uh, stylish, uh, expensive watches to have a lot of um, like picture frame to them around the watch face. 
And that doesn't look old fashioned or inappropriate. Yeah. So when I look down on my Series 6, it's like, well, yeah, that's how much bezel it has because yeah. that's just how much bezel I, it has. I, I guess I never thought about it and I never looked at the watch and said, I need more, I need less bezel. More, yeah. Now, now, yeah. Now, 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 having said that, there is definitely a time when it's like, things are a little cramped. We could use a little more space. And so I appreciate that about it. And in, in, in particular, within apps, not necessarily on the watch face, mm-hmm. but on apps itself. Yeah. So, and then another feature that they announced—it's it's, uh, coincidental timing, is it? That they ousted the Flick Type keyboard uh, out, out of the App Store. That that third-party <laughs> Flick Type keyboard, and now they have their own. I think the way they talked about it, though, that that full-size keyboard will only be coming to the Series Seven. I won't get it on my Series Six, which very greatly disappoints me. Mm. I hope they bring it to the Series Six because I know they said like, "Well, we have more screen, we can do it now." But like, it's a it's a you millimeter. Can, you can do it on the six come on i want it but i'm not i'm not willing to pay money to upgrade to get it but i definitely there's definitely times when i'm like i would rather just swipe this out real quick uh, you know because sometimes you're just in like i still find it awkward to dictate to siri like i'm a little self-conscious even when i'm on my bike i often will somebody will text me and i have it set to read the text and so somebody will text me the text will read out and then i want to reply to it so i'll say um hey dingus reply i don't want to say the name because somebody's thing might activate or mine might activate but um I'll say, hey, reply, and what do you want to say? And I'll, I'll dictate it out. But I'm riding my bike, and I'm looking around, I'm feeling self-conscious, like, is that guy talking to himself? Like, I, I just feel, so, so sometimes, I, I couldn't do this on the bike, but there's a lot of scenarios, and I'm just like, I'll just swipe it out real quick, and it'll, you know, no, nobody will hear me talking to myself. So I really want this on my Series 6, and I don't think it's coming. So are there any features about the Apple Watch Series 7 that you really wish you could have, would have? And, that? Uh, besides the besides the keyboard no, colors uh, no battery no not at all. Life. i, I want to talk about the colors mm-hmm. uh there's five colors there's a green it's it's a very dark almost forest green not quite a forest green but it's very dark like that blue i really love that color but i don't think i would buy it on a watch i love the blue but uh i don't think i just don't think it would it'd be harder to match where where my 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 black apple watch it goes with anything it literally i can wear it with anything i have a a a silver link bracelet when i want to dress up i i have my sport band that i wear most of the time and then i have the milanese loop and all those things work great together with anything i want to wear i've never i feel like as much as i love the blue I feel like it would clash sometimes with stuff that I wear. So I would never get it, even though I love the way I love the blue. Anyway, so there's uh, the green, the blue, red. Um, again, I don't understand, like, that you wouldn't always match stuff, you know. And then starlight and midnight. So here's the thing, Joe. There's not a nice neutral color like the black anymore. Um, I, 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 what's the thinking here with the colors? What are your thoughts? It is confusing. So if you were looking at the watch page on Apple.com today, they are saying that the Series 7 is coming later this fall. That also goes for the new version of the Nike watch in the Hermes. Hermes watch and so anything to do with the series 7 is unavailable as of yet and they haven't announced a release date so what you do have is the series 6 the se and the series 3 still and if you go down the page and you're going to pick one out and purchase it if we click on the series 6 and we're going to go through to see what colors we have to choose from i see a lot of colorful bands it looks like we are given space gray, the gold, and the silver finishes on the Series 6 while supplies last, maybe, until they got the Series 7 available. But 
Uh, it does look like they've introduced all new bands for the Series 7 generation that are so, available with your Series 6 for the moment. Right. There's new options, but the, all of the old uh, uh, and the new are compatible from between you know the Series 5, 6, 5, right? 5 is still compatible, right? Anyway, Series 6 and 7 are, are compatible bands. I, I don't think they've broken band compatibility in quite a while. No, no. So, I um, mean, I'm looking for the colors now. I had them somewhere, but um, they're on this page somewhere. But So maybe if you click through on the Series 7 itself, it'll show you the colors of the Series 7? I'm looking at that. Um, I, I saw definitely the, the Oh, okay, I found it. So we got oh, here this, yep, uh, yep. this green. It looks like a, sort of like midnight green. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the blue, which looks like, you know, midnight blue. And then you've got red, which is obviously not midnight. That's the product red. And then you have starlight. So there's no silver, but we got this creamy white. It's a cream white. Yeah, it's a very hint of cream. Which is honestly kind of attractive it is mm-hmm. it, it, it probably would be the one that would easily most easily go with most of your clothing options so we do got the blue midnight and then we just have blue which is a more of a, hmm. right so midnight is a dark blue and blue is just a blue I, I like i said i like it i just feel like it would clash with a lot of the stuff like like look yeah. at what i'm wearing today i'm wearing this lighter yeah. shirt i think that blue would clash with it whereas the, the dark the black it goes perfectly fine right so uh, interesting colors. Um, if I were buying another watch, I'd probably just get w- go with midnight or see. There's not even a black. That no, is no. That, that's yeah. very odd. Because very it, odd. Like when you're looking at the color swatches on their page, it looks like black is the green swatch. You select it and then it turns green. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the. I, I, I like the colors, but I don't like them. <laughs> I, I guess I would probably go with Midnight if I were getting a Series 7, but that's just another reason I wouldn't get a Series 7 is the colors. Yeah, it's like they would work well for plenty outfits, but not enough or all of your outfits. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, let's talk about the Series 3. <laughs> what is happening here, Joe? <laughs> look, look at, okay, so the Series 7, Series 6, they look up a piece. Series 3, what, in, in, you know, it's this huge bezel, a squared corners of that screen it's so tiny it's so underpowered and look in order to upgrade this thing anytime there's a software update you have to reformat it you have to wipe it and because there's not enough space on it to download the update and then update it so it it, i've i know people who have the series three and they have this problem it's like anytime there's an update you have to wipe it and and reinstall it because it doesn't it won't update (laughs) It's bad. Why is why is this still an Apple's product lineup? This is this is the worst instinct of Tim to keep products on the line way too long. Well, and the other thing too is it's the Series Three. It's really old, so mm-hmm. you would think maybe there'd be another price drop if you're going to no, keep it around. But that's the thing; it's the exact same price as last year. Yeah, comes in at one ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. What's, uh, what's going on? Who Who is the target customer? Because when I'm thinking about the original basic iPad, I think, like I said, you know, people with, they're not, they're not going to use it for um, a lot of tasks. They're just going to use it for emails and video content, maybe to check their messages and browse Etsy, maybe. But then... Uh, kids are going to use it for messaging their pals and watching YouTube video content of mm-hmm. people streaming mm-hmm. Minecraft. Yeah, and then uh, shopkeepers are going to use it for their e-commerce uh, platform. When you think of about watches, the Series Three, I can't think of one customer. Siri is listening to you. Uh, go away, Siri. So I can't think of one customer except maybe a cheapskate 
or a 13 year old that wants to start using fitness tracking, but yeah. their parents are just going to cheap out on them. So, so Kevin, Kevin Smith, who was on the show a couple episodes ago to talk about Apple CCM stuff. Um, does he have a series three? He has a, no, he, he was anti watch for the longest time, but then I was, I was extolling the praises of my watch and, and specifically the biggest thing about the watch shocker, shocker is the fitness. Like to me, just ma- it makes me aware of how little I haven't moved and I need to get moving. I, I want to close my rings. It's a gamified, like it makes you act physically, want to be physically active. And, and you know, I also enjoy it for notifications and being able to glance at the time. Um, but uh, he – so he, he became convinced that he wanted the watch for fitness more or less. And so he huh. initially looked at the Series 3. And then – but for not that much more, you can upgrade to the SE, which is now the new – it's, it's you know, it's not as good as the Series 6, but it's better internals than the Series 3. And it's more of a modern design. And so he got the SE. It, what it basically lacks is the always-on screen and a few things like that. And he's, he's like he, – he was just like, well, why would Apple have the Series 3 in the line when – it's not that much more expensive to get the SE. And I think Apple wants to hit that price point, but they can't bring themselves to, to bring the SE down to, to lower their margins enough. I, I think they have margin targets internally, and they can't make the SE meet that margin target at that price. And so that's why the Series 3 remains in the lineup. And I, I wish, look, whatever, I, I know, you know, there's differing thoughts on this. And I, I understand people who want Apple products, but they want them to be less expensive because Apple's products tend to be expensive. But Apple is a luxury brand in many ways. And I think keeping the Series 3 around hurts their perception of, of being a high-quality brand. Mm. And and in coming to the theme of the show, hi-fi, high-fidelity lifestyle, why would it just – I would not I would not want a Series 3 in my life. Yeah, not and no, not at this point. Like even uh, the people holding out the longest. If you bought the original Series Three when it was the newest available, it's long in the tooth today. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would say it's high time that you would upgrade to a Series Seven. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, if kind I were going to get a watch, life of the, the Series Three is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, the, the the Series Three, and if you get the Series Three, I feel like you're you're going to be outdated so quickly. It's not it's not money well spent, and that's another. I think I've talked touched on this on on HiFi before. Spending the least amount of money you can on stuff is usually not the correct is not the most money efficient solution. Usually, the middle of the road is somewhere in the middle is usually the best money to spend. Um, but and and for people like you, they do have the Series SE. So the watch SE like that, that has got the guts of the five, but it's got the body of the four. So it doesn't have the is always that what, on is display it, is it the body of the four. Mm-hmm. So okay. it doesn't have an always on display, uh, but it, it ticks on the inside like the five and for the bang for your buck. I think that the SE makes a lot of sense for everyday users. Well, uh, I, I, I just know that when I look at the, uh, the Apple watch SE, it looks like a modern Apple watch. It mm-hmm. looks like my watch. It just doesn't have the always on display. And, and so the SE of the watch line is different from the SE of the phone line <laughs> in that it's actually something that I, as somebody who wants a really good product, I would actually consider getting sure. the SE if I, yeah. you know, didn't just want to go ahead and splurge on the six. Right, right. And you say, well, um, you know, if if you're going to get a new watch, you might as well get the Series 7. Or, or was I just thinking that? I don't remember if we said that on the show. But, but if, Yeah, if you but, were going from the Series 3 up to today's standards. Sure, but here's what here's where I'm like, ooh, but I might have to go with the Series 6 because of the colors. Like, if I want a black... <laughs> your watch is very interested in what we're saying. So if, if, you, want, if you want a modern... 
uh, if you want a modern Apple Watch, but you want something that will go with everything you wear and you want the black Apple Watch, you have to get the Series 6. Like, I don't understand what Apple's doing here. Mm. Well, we've been recording for 51 minutes and we haven't talked about the <laughs> iPhone 13 or the iPhone 13 Pro. We should do that. Okay. Very excited about this because, TJ, I might be upgrading. You just got a, you just got the 12. Yeah, but story. Uh, there, there's a story to it. Okay. So I want to hear your story first. Uh, you go ahead and introduce the okay. uh, phone for us, and then I'll tell you my reasons for probably. So okay. iPhone 13 has a reduced notch, a bigger battery, the A15, massive camera improvement, cinematic mode, better 5G performance, better battery life by one and a half hours on the mini, two and a half hours on the regular. Uh, it now starts at 128 gigabytes. You can also get 256 or 512 gigabytes, and the colors are pink, blue, midnight, starlight, and red that's the, that's the product <laughs> yeah okay so it looks like a 12 it mostly works like a 12 it's, here's the thing joe this is a this is an s year you know you had you had the they started this with the three you had the three the three gs the four the four s the five yeah. the five s the six the six s uh, the there was no seven s but the eight was essentially seven s and then you have iphone 10 10 s 11 and then did they have there was no 11 s was there it was nope. 11 12 30, so they've stopped doing the s but this is an s year so the 12 was a massive redesign and now the 13 is essentially a 12 s and i would argue that if you got a new color with the 12 generation you probably got a better color than they have in the lineup today the, mm. just the, the colors for the 13 in general don't quite sell it for me as a whole well we got starlight which i think only will attract some customers that would have preferred to have a silver but fewer people would be interested in starlight and then the blue on the pro is a very attractive blue but do you want that to be your phone all the time tj shaking his head (laughs) theater of the mind i love the blue on the regular uh, on the iPhone non-pro and I hate, I despise but see, but see, the blue think, on the iPhone pro. I think the blue of the 12 is a better blue than the blue of the 13. I said, I'm I don't think to it's the same. Mm, no, they're not the same. I do love the blue on the iPhone though. Yeah. The new iPhone. Oh. It's each his own. Uh, but, but I, in general, like, so what were the colors again? So you got pink, blue, midnight, starlight, and red. Um, Oh, is that interesting? There, so, oh, is midnight? Well, I got to look at these colors again. You go ahead and, and riff for a minute. Okay, so uh, just taking a, a thirty thousand foot view of the lineup now, they are still selling the iPhone eleven. They've got the iPhone SE, the iPhone twelve, not the twelve Pro, and we're getting the iPhone thirteen and the thirteen Pro. It comes in three sizes. You've got the iPhone mini, then the standard size for the regular 13 and the 13 Pro, and then a 13 Pro Max. I thought it would have been interesting. I think we brought this up ages ago on the podcast that maybe they would introduce a iPhone 13 Max and have all three sizes for the one, but they, they didn't I think do they that. consider that the Pro phone. So, so the colors, pink and blue, I, I love the look of the blue. Midnight is like a dark blue. I, I I was looking at it earlier and thought it was a, a black almost, but it is actually a dark blue. So they're doing the same thing again. They don't have a black phone or even a space gray. So Starlight is that, you know, it's got that creamy thing and then the product red. Now, here's the thing. You can the, get black for the 13, but just not the Pro, right? No black. Midnight is the closest you can get, and it's almost like a very deep dark blue. Here's the thing with the phone, though, Joe. I care less about that with the phone because it doesn't – I don't feel like a phone has to match your attire. But because the Apple Watch is an accessory that you wear, it needs to match your attire. 
What what are we looking at? All right, so uh, these are the colors for the 13, but not the Pro. Doesn't that look like a black to you there? It's almost black, and in fact, on your it screen, so it's close. black. On my screen, it definitely is more of a dark blue. Huh. That's interesting. Um, it's 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 it, it could pass as a black, I think. Okay, but but here's the thing: it doesn't matter to me as much on a phone because whereas mm-hmm. a watch is an accessory you wear, it needs to match or 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 not clash with what you're wearing. I don't feel that about a phone because a phone is an ex- is an accessory that you're using. It's not something you're wearing. It's a device that you will pull out of your pocket to use and put it back in your pocket and then nobody sees it right so it's it's different and i don't mind this as much but it's still an odd choice i think to not have an actual black and an actual silver it, 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 totally <laughs> <laughs> and, but then also we are missing some of the other more interesting colors that they've had at other times like even the purple would be a great option but they only just introduced that six months ago to and the now 12. It's not yeah and they had this big campaign about it and the whole Willy Wonka the Candyman yeah. the Candyman can- can. but it's not here it's yeah. not here like I don't understand what Apple's thinking why wouldn't you just offer all the colors yeah uh, brighter colors prime more saturated color yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway so it has interesting camera improvements it has the better processor it has better battery life and it has this cinema mode Mm -hmm. cinematic mode Mm -hmm. with rec focus uh machine learning and what it does is if you have two points of interest in the shot and you want to focus on the one and then you want to focus on the other you can tap on the one you want to start with and then at the time you're ready to switch you can tap on the other and it does a nice transition of focus yeah. between the one to the other in the depth of field range so i'll tell you i'm, I'm really interested in this feature as a novelty really because i don't make films anymore now you're more interested in it as a filmmaker but but i remember uh, and this is bringing us back around to when we first started podcasting about movies so one of my favorite all-time favorite films is the matrix and I, I really studied the cinematography of the Matrix and, and I became aware of focus because of one scene. There's a scene near, almost at the beginning of the film where Trinity is escaping the Matrix. You remember the scene, you know, where the agents are coming up on her and she grabs the phone. A truck is about to hit her. But right before she grabs the phone to get out of the Matrix, she runs up to the street corner and she looks and, and, and the, the shot changes so that it's, fo- you see the phone ringing and then the, it, it's all blurry in the background because of the focus right so it's focused very closely on the phone and then the focus rack focuses to trinity in the background it's a great shot and i that's when i became obsessed with focus i'm like oh this is cool and i learned that's called rack focus and all this stuff so so what iphone is doing here is very interesting to me but it's doing it with machine learning and i was excited I, i texted you how excited i was about the rack focus but as they went on as the presentation of this rack focus went on they had this like like this whole demo video i thought man this looks kind of cheap and it's a little, the timing is off, and it doesn't work quite right, and it, it just it looks a little cheap. Interesting. I, I, I hope they improve it. I hope they make it look better. So what I think you mean by cheap, or at least what I noticed uh, when I was watching the demo, was that uh, they did this example of what looked like a um, mystery story, mm-hmm. and, and it was happening in a house with all these suspects yes. and the detective walking around looking at clues. And what it looked like what it was doing was um, picture that there are two copies of the same shot uh, overlaying each other. Mm-hmm. In the foreground, you have a person sitting at the table and the phone is closest to this man. In the background of the shot, closer to the mantle, is a woman standing up looking over at the man sitting down. Mm-hmm. And if you tap on the woman, the man is out of focus. If you tap on the man at the table, then the woman is out of focus. Mm -hmm. However, when you tap on the man to be in focus, the edge around his head 
it, around his hair is got some like Gaussian blur. That's to some it. of it, yeah. And some of that's I didn't even notice that as much. I think when I went back is like I noticed it, but it's almost like my brain was picking that up. Right. So it's subtle enough that a lot of people are not observant enough to even know that it's happening. But then it's actually there. There's a copy of the man in the chair behind the man in the chair that is completely out of focus. Mm-hmm. And if he, if that's completely out of focus, it's blurring him. So it's creating a bloom of his body yeah. behind the focused copy of his body. Yep. And I've dealt with this in Photoshop for decades. Of course, of course. And we you, all have. you have to hide it. You have to erase the haloing bloom there, copy of his body. There is no amount of rotoscoping that's going to help that because you just have so many little hairs and things yeah so the reason though that it was especially uh, distracting in that shot was that the man's hair is white Mm -hmm. so what it came out looking like was a a healthy glowing aura (laughs) like the guy is a holy guy or something yeah i think i picked up on that um just almost almost not not like in the foreground of my mind but in the background but but what really i think made it cheap to me is the way in which the rack focus was transitioning something about it doesn't feel right yeah it's like it goes to the point that it should focus on to the woman but it went too far too far for a comes split back second yeah. and comes back that is not when you're talking about cinema that that is a mistake and you reshoot it and i know because i have <laughs> yeah. been on sets where i was the focus puller like i you know what a focus puller is right usually yeah. you have sometimes you i've done it plenty of times because we didn't have a, a remote so i've done it plenty of times where the, the cinematographer is actually and i'm having to stay out of his way but also pull focus on the actual lens but in a real scenario like in a, a more uh high budget scenario you have a remote that's connected with a wire and you are pulling focus with that thing and you have marks and you know like when he moves here you go here 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 so i've pulled focus and that is not the way like if you if you focus too far that's a mistake and you reshoot yeah (laughs) so okay so uh stepping back and here's where i'm at i really got the iphone 12 pro because i was vested in the camera technology Mm -hmm, and wanted this mm -hmm. to be my primary camera for all of my family needs and then we went through the year of the pandemic, the quarantine, and the school programs were canceled, and you're not doing video of your kids at graduations and what have you. But in the meanwhile, my daughter took an interest in producing YouTube content, and I did as well. I realized I'm actually interested in doing some of my own video content. Now, I'm a video creative professional at my day job. I have all the cameras I want, but I don't have a professional uh, camera or a camera that would meet my own uh, specifications Mm -hmm. for my own use of my YouTube channel. And the iPhone is really not there. One problem being that it doesn't have any sense of depth of field. So if I'm in my home in a room and I stand or sit anywhere in the room and I set up my uh, iPhone on a tripod anywhere else in the room, everything is always in all focus. And it just looks cheap to me. And it it's not nearly as attractive to watch uh, YouTube video content like that because it just instantly looks like it's too casual and too amateurish. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I want to do as a creative professional. It yeah. reflects on my area of expertise. So I realized in the past um, eight months... I really need to just go out and get a camera that can pull off some good bokeh <laughs> yeah. and stop thinking about using the iPhone as my primary camera device. And so that was when I realized, okay, I really just don't need three cameras built into my iPhone Pro. I'm not going to take a, a huge advantage of the telephoto lens because 
if I go and get another professional style DSLR, I'll have a way better lens with a better telephoto on it that I'll be using that camera to shoot my children at their graduations. Yeah. So I won't be using the iPhone much at all for everyday camera use and especially eliminate the need for the telephoto. But then when Apple... And uh, based on everything that everybody's talking about with the iPhone 12 mini and the 13 mini, uh, where there's smoke, there's fire kind of scenario. And it doesn't look like... It looks like the writing's on the wall that Apple's going to not have a 14 mini in a year. Don't think so, yeah. And I want that mini so much more than I want the camera system on my 12 pro i'm holding up my iphone mini for joe (sighs) yeah here by the way you said you'd let me look at it while i was visiting oh dude that's that's by the way that's the upgraded peel case yeah this is too good to be true guys if you were ever interested in the mini because you were interested in this size these dimensions are too good good good. to be true now now i will say wow it does feel mini it it, it, well it does now (laughs) i mean it's bigger than the previous iphone that i've had but it um I will say that the biggest challenge with that phone is the battery life. Um, I'm I'm now at like 88% of the battery capacity, I think, or something like that. I'd have to look. But um, I definitely noticed a little bit of a drop, and it was already not great. So if I'm using it – so it was the, the other day I was at a conference, and I had a full day on Friday at the conference. And so I started – uh, I got out of my car, pulled it off the charger. It was at 100%. I immediately put it into battery-saving mode and went from about, I would say, uh, 8 o'clock until about, um, I want to say, 9 or 10, 9, 9.30 at night. And I was at about 18%. So it made it. But and I was using it pretty hard. I was texting back. I was a volunteer at the conference, so I was texting back and forth with my colleagues and and people who are volunteering and using it a lot. And when I had a break, I'd be scrolling, you know, looking at something or whatever. And so I, it made it, but it was a little uncomfortable to like be at like sixteen or seventeen percent or whatever it was. And definitely, it was definitely like, hey, you're running out of battery. <laughs> Um, so I, I, an hour and a half increase in battery life is, is definitely yes, a plus. Yes, the iPhone 13 mini will have an hour and a half longer battery life according to the So, Apple. so Joe, I'm also, at a, I, I'm not going to, I, here's the thing, I'm not going to upgrade, but I'm a little tempted just because I feel like this is the last mini we're going to get in a while. I do think Apple will make the mini again. I think they're going to skip a few generations. And it'll probably become the next generation SE. Maybe that's what they do. Maybe the SE becomes the, they take the mini and make it an SE. So I think what will happen is the iPhone 14 mini will be the last one they make for a while and it will stay in the lineup. We'll still have the current SE for, I would say for probably two or three years. And then the mini will probably get upgraded internals and become the SE. That's my thinking right now. And I'm a little torn because like when I want to upgrade in a couple of years, um, what am I going to do? But but maybe maybe it maybe the iPhone because I don't I feel no need to upgrade. The only thing I'm going to really miss about my Pro now is the finish and the color because well, it's a gorgeous see. Pacific blue. So this is the thing that we can do. This is we're podcasting in person is uh is that we can uh, hand our phones back and forth. So I'm looking at this huge. This thing is so huge it though. Is Joe. Huge. It's huge. It's ridiculous. And this is not a Max. This <laughs> is the regular size. Yeah. I, I still don't like this blue. I do not like it. I like the deeper, darker blue. So I'm looking I at I like the, all the blues, except mm, for that lighter blue of the new 13 Pro. So the 13 Pro, well, I'm looking at it, though. Is it a lighter blue? I guess it is I, a little. My per, my perception is that it's a brighter blue. 
Um, it's but it's hard to tell on a screen versus in real life too. Right. But I'll tell you, I've seen the these the iPhone 12 blues in person. This I I and on the screen, I love the look of the iPhone 13 blue. I do not like this lighter. It's it's almost like a a um. It's a lower budget version of the blue. They didn't have as much color, and so they didn't put it in the front. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, let's see here. So they call the Sierra blue. Hmm. So is, Sierra, thing, so, so, is that to make you think it's more like of the um, cold, icy blue variety? I don't know. The, color, the colors on the Pro, by Freeze. the way, we haven't mentioned. So we talked about the colors on the 13, the, the, and, and we sort of never – I don't think we're going to make a transition into the, the Pro. We've sort of been talking about the Pro. So so it's Sierra blue, silver, gold, and graphite. I do like kind of like the graphite. Um, yeah. So the most astonishing thing about the – well, there's a – as a as a creative professional, I'm really wowed that they're introducing ProRes video recording to mm-hmm. the 13 Pro, but, but not I, on the 128. But gig. again, the thing is, is I'm already saying as a professional, I, I I cannot see using my iPhone for professional use cases yeah. because it doesn't have true depth of field. It doesn't reflect on you well as a professional. So right. I, it can be pro all day long you want Apple, but and you give us ProRes video recording, but there's caveats. So, for example, if you had iCloud online storage, you cannot, if you get the regular 13 Pro, put your ProRes video recordings into the iCloud online storage. What I hear is is that that is only available for the Macs, but either way, the ProRes video recorded files are going to be huge. They are. So they're forcing you to go from maybe a 256 gigabyte model to a 512 at least. Because even well, with a terabyte, if, if I were going to if if I were going to use the iPhone Pro professionally for video recording, I would get the one terabyte, and you know that you're going to have to immediately offload it. And here's the thing: um, I don't, you know, I one of the thing one of I wore many hats as a film professional. But one of my hats usually at a shoot was um, media manager, and so what you would do is you you had and the cameras we used at the time had these what were called P2 cards. They were the precursor to the modern flash cards, but you couldn't use flash cards at the time because they weren't fast enough so we used p2 cards in our panasonic cameras and there were always two slots because you would fill up one card and you could pull it it was hot swappable you'd pull it and you you know especially like at a concert where you needed to keep recording so you would pull it and i would be offloading it while they're continuing to record on the existing card and you bring it back and you slide it back in and you pull the other card when it's done recording too um you don't have that option you don't have this hot swappable thing with the iphone once it's full you're done and you've got to then offload it. Um, <laughs> Just so take your phone off of the tripod. These are these are questions. Are real questions now? One terabyte is nothing to sneeze at. Even in ProRes, you're probably going to be fine for even for an hour. I would say maybe. Yeah, Glenn but, Nelson estimated that it would be about four hours worth of so, video recording if you had a, an empty phone. So you're probably fine. However, if you're on a docu shoot and you're shooting a lot of photos and you're out all day in the field or you know at somebody's house or whatever, you're doing a documentary and getting the footage. After you, you, you can easily shoot up four hours, and then you're now what? I guess you got to have two iPhones. You got to have two one terabyte iPhones with you, and that's not cheap. Now, the realistic use case I can picture is for indie filmmakers in school or right out of school. They want to make independent films for mm-hmm. festivals. Mm-hmm. They uh, have a very tight budget, and they can see that with cutting some corners and some creativity, they can use the iPhone. 13 Pro. They can take advantage of the rack focus. They have that better battery life. They do have a terabyte of storage available option. Yeah. And they could 
technically make a real feature-length film with this phone. Mm -hmm. And if you're starting from scratch, it's a very viable sort of option. Yeah, With a little bit of extra editing and filtering, you can make it look more cinematic than it starts. And you just don't rely on it for being your primary audio source. You have no. to have another professional means of audio. Well, but and see that that brings up another point is when you're recording and you need professional audio, the iPhone. There's no way to get professional audio into the iPhone. So now you're recording it separately and you're syncing it in post. And, and so for indie filmmakers, this is it's just it's it's all just a degraded experience. Yeah, the only I could see like using the phone for time lapses and mm. music montages, mm-hmm. or if you're getting some cinematic wide shot that's not on a drone maybe i can't imagine putting my phone on a drone and flying it away to get a good <laughs> Your $1, shot 1500 phone yeah no <laughs> or i don't even know how, how much is the one terabyte option i believe all th- things said yeah, and done 1500 yeah. yep and that's is that are you even looking at the pro max because good that question let me see more. what i have selected here no wow Woo. $1,600 for the one terabyte <sighs> Pro Max. That that makes your phone your primary um, computing device, and you're also editing your film on the yeah. device. Now, now, granted, when I was in the film industry, most of our ca- all of our cameras were more than that. But they gave excuse me, but they gave us so many more things. Yeah, but again, and real lenses. <laughs> So, so that's the thing is like if you're a professional, experienced cre- uh, filmmaker that already has cameras at your disposal, you're probably not downgrading to the iPhone 13 Pro camera yeah. lifestyle. But if you were a younger, inexperienced, creative professional with a huge imagination and passion, then you can get a lot done with this camera when you have meager means. Yeah. So. yeah I suppose there is, there is truth in that for sure. Other fun things about the 13 Pro, uh, it does have ProMotion. Hooray, Apple. Yeah, sure. A round of applause to them. I, I don't care. And, and they are clever in that it has adaptive refresh rate, meaning that it's not always at 120 hertz and draining your battery right. life extra that, fast. That I do care about it. And even though I like I, I don't know if it's my eyes or – I just can't – I've done this a test on my iPad. I can't really tell the difference between ProMotion and non-ProMotion. Yeah, so right here, right now, I'm like forcing my iPad Pro to show us sure, the high refresh rate. And it does when, nothing for me. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't, who, I don't understand. Who's shaking their, their yeah. screen scrolling yeah, yeah, so yeah. fast that they need to see it in ProMotion? However – the adaptive part because even at 60 hertz like the adaptive part is cool because if you can reduce the amount of cycles that screen is going through when when the screen is completely still you do massively increase battery life so that's a huge win either way even if you turn off promotion i assume it still does the adaptive thing uh, another cool thing about the camera system is it does have night mode on every, every one of the camera, cameras yes which is great is and that true of the iphone 13 and not the pro or is that just the pro i don't know mm, i don't remember then they also have, uh, I think it was a uh, more uh, brighter display on the standard 13 and as well, even brighter than that display on the 13 Pro. And then the Pro Max just goes out the wazoo with 1200 nits display, 25% brighter outdoors than before. Yeah. So it, it, it is considerable, but like you said, it's an S year. It's the talk it of the S-year. TikTok yeah. cycle. Yep, yep, for sure. That's pretty much it. Do you have anything else that you wanted to cover? So, what are your? So, are you planning to upgrade to the 13 Mini? Yeah. So it it feels silly, but it also makes a lot of sense in the long term because right now today, um, I'm making a horizontal move from the thir- uh, the 12 Pro to get the 13 
many, but it's the, it's about that better form factor. It is uh, nice to have slightly better camera. I don't need the telephoto on the th- on the 12 Pro, which is a little bit lackluster anyway. Um, I am happier with the better battery life of the 13 mini than the 12 mini, which was something, one of the reasons why it didn't get a mini 12. I honestly was thinking about the battery life too mm, then. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably get the red because I've always liked basically the, the, okay. So if you ever pay attention to the product red products, it's sort of like space gray in that there's no two space grays that are exactly alike across of all the products. Mm. And product red colors have varied from year to year. This is a really good product red year. It's a good red and uh, maybe one of my favorites. Hmm, interesting. Uh, so yeah, I'll get that red, hopefully get a matching case, and the rest is history. I'll wind up getting a DSLR for my other video production needs. Okay. So is that the only product you're planning to upgrade or get? I am interested in another watch band. My sport band, which I got a few years ago with my Series 4, the color faded away to a nasty-looking, murky, light gray. Mm. It originally started out with like a midnight purpley color, and it was just, uh, they really popped. Um, but now I'm going to be revisiting the sport bands. How about you? Um, I'm not planning on upgrading anything. Uh, speaking to the bands of the watch, I did. So I ordered my, I mismeasured. I, I thought I measured exactly what Apple told me, but when I got my watch, I got a size nine, uh, fitted band, you know, the, the one with no, it, it just, you fit it on. Um, it's too big. And so I, I eventually <laughs> spent the money and ordered an eight, uh, size eight and it fits perfectly. I'm very happy with it. And I wear it often uh especially if i'm exercising it's really nice i do have the milanese loop and i wanted to get a apple's link bracelet but it's 300 dollars. so i bought a third party like 50 dollar link bracelet well i don't the, need a band uh, so you said the 300 dollars for the link bracelet i, I think, think it's so. more than that now. is it more than that yeah it was a lot it i looked at it and i was like this is as much as the watch yeah if not more for depending on which watch you're buying. Yeah. So anyway, um, I I um, I'm very happy with my Series Six watch. I don't need a new watch. Uh, what else nope. did they announce? I don't need the iPad mi- or iPad Mini. Um, I am very happy with my iPhone 12 Mini, and um, I figure. Uh, probably in about a year, I will ask them to put a new battery in it, and that I'll probably have to spend. I don't think that you know, it, it, I, batteries are not ever covered under Apple Care, so I'm sure it'll get to the point where I need a new battery because it was already iffy, and as it degrades, I'm just gonna be like, I need a new battery. I'll spend a I, when I don't know how much it'll be. The 6s, Rachel and I had batteries put in our 6s uh, after Apple Care was expired, and it was about a hundred dollars. So I figure it'll be about a hundred dollars or a hundred and fifty. And I'll probably, I feel like I'll probably stick with the 12 mini for more than two years. I, I just, it's, it, as long as it's going well, I just don't see a need to upgrade it. So unless I shatter it or something, which I've rarely do. So we'll see. Okay. Cool. So I have, no, I have, I, I, I enjoyed the products that were announced. I feel like Apple is a very iterative company in general. This year was a very iterative year. Like they're iterating on their products and that's good. I just don't need any of them. And I'm also going to be interested in experimenting with the new camera system in the 12 mini because they do have a couple of features that are different from the 12 pro generation. Did you mean the 13 mini? Did I say 12? You said 12 mini. Yeah. Yeah. So the 13 mini, um, I still want to push it to the max Mm. and see what it can. But but you're not pushing it to the max. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so confusing. Apple help. (laughs) Don't call these things mini and max. 
Well, Joe, I think that is the show. We've talked about all the products and things that Apple announced, and um, now like them, uh, we've spent about the same amount of time that they did as well. So, um, so that's that's it for episode thirty nine. If you want to find uh, the links for all the products and things that we talked about, um, we'll put a link to the video. I will try to put some pictures of i saw my wife in here taking pictures of me and joe podcasting in the same room so we'll put some of those in the show notes Uh, if you want to find those show notes and you're not using a a good for some reason you don't have access to them in your podcast app uh which you should but if if you're using apple's podcast app for instance or you just you just want to access them on your computer go to nightowl.fm slash hi-fi slash 39 we will talk to you again in a couple weeks (laughs) 